0: Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every single day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And today we are on 133 of 365 days of reading the Bible and it's the last set of seven before another tea week, which starts tomorrow with Annalise. She's back for another seven days. So you'll be looking forward to that, hearing some lovely Annalise voice instead of my own. But today we have got a day of coffee to get to, and because it's another seven, we have a Super 7 store-bought, super can, or bottle of coffee, and today I have the Sun Suntory Boss Can, and I'll tell you what it is if you're listening, if you're you're watching, you've already seen it, but if you're listening, you'll have to figure out what that is in a moment. Before we go any further, though, on the brews, let's talk scripture and have a look at what scripture we're supposed to read today. Psalm chapter 60, verse 1 to 4, John chapter 7, verse 45, to chapter 8, verse 11, Judges chapter 16, verse 1 to chapter 17, verse 13. So those are our scriptures that we're reading today. And if you missed those, as I said, them they're in the description on every platform. So make sure you check those out and give them a read either before or after this podcast or video devotional. You can do whatever, whatever works for you, you decide. Before we go any further though, on our devotional and dig into those scriptures, we are going to talk about our brew for today. And it is a store-bought candle coffee. So I have got the iced mocha from the Boss Can. Now we've tried a few of these already, and this one is new at the time of recording these. It's a one-star health rating, which for coffee, you kind of like, really? Only one star? Maybe it's because in this serving, there's 14.6 grams of coffee in here. So that's, uh, sorry, of sugar. (laughs) If there's that much coffee, I'm like jeepers. We're we're pinging off the roof. But this, yeah, look, it's a lot of sugar. It's an iced mocker. So we're gonna give this a try. It says to shake before opening. So let's give this a shake. I do like the seventh day. I do like the seventh day having these cans to try. And let's just, uh, the the rim of this is just a bit dirty. So let's just give it a wee, wee wipe. There you go. Now I'm in my head about the can. One second, I'm gonna get it. i am I'm gonna get a, oh no, just drink it from the can. Just, I wanna drink it from the can. I'm in my head. Get out of your head. Get out of your way, Harry. You're your own worst enemy, Harry. Just get out of your way, okay? Just drink the drink, do the devotional, it's day 133, down the hatch, let's give it a go. Oh my goodness me. Jeez, that's good. That's lovely, that is so good. Oh wow, I really like this one. It is, no, 81% is coffee. Yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. This is really good. It, what I like about it is that it, it, it does have more of the coffee flavor than the, uh, the iced latte. The iced latte is very sugary. Vanilla, I think it's, is it vanilla latte? Is that what they do? One, the other one we've tried before, it's very sweet. This, though, is lovely. It's got more of a chocolatey flavor because it's a mocha, it's, it. you know what I'm trying to, I was about to describe to you the contents of a mochaccino. You probably know what that is. So this, let me just say this, this can is everything that a mochaccino wants to be. I highly recommend giving this a go. That's lovely. I'm going to drink the rest of that can as we go through our devotional today. I highly recommend that. Get yourself one of those if you can. That is it though. See what I did? If you can. Uh, that is it though for the, the brews. Let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here. How good is a short psalm, by the way? That's what we've read today, a short psalm. Praise God. I always love that in a Bible devotional when you're like, you know, normally it's like four or five chapters and you're like, oh my goodness, and then all you have to read for one of them is short. So good. Now, the title for the psalm is long. It's almost as long as the passage of scripture that we've read today. Now, while it's a short psalm, it's a heavy psalm. A psalm that doesn't reflect good vibes only. It's a very very heavy psalm. Sometimes it's going to feel like this in life. Sometimes it looks like this from the outside looking in, that God's people are really on the ropes and are close to being defeated. The Christian faith, while in some pockets are experiencing real outpourings of the Holy Spirit, is marginalized in society today. There have been many desperate moments for the people of God throughout history. And this psalm itself is a lament after being taken over by the enemies. You read the feelings of rejection. As we read what the psalmist says about being shown tough times as God's people. Yet in amongst the heaviness, there's hope. David writes this, uh, but for those who fear you, you have raised a banner to be unfilled against the bow. I I, I love this. I love this. There is always hope. There's always hope. In the dark, we need to seek the light. See, the banner that's been raised for us is Jesus. He is our ever-present hope in times of trial. And that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But it does mean that there is confidence that even though I walk through this tough time right now, Jesus is with me. And if Jesus is with me, all things are possible. In John today, we were reading about the woman caught in adultery. And it's a brilliant, excuse me, brilliant. This is warning with the mochaccino. Gives you burps. Maybe hiccups. I hope I don't have hiccups. That's going to be horrible for the rest of this. Trying to get through this with hiccups. Okay, so the woman caught in, in, in adultery is a brilliant picture of God's love over his condemnation. See, the standards around adultery in Jesus' day were very, very clear. It was very black and white. Today, though, the debate around sexual ethics rages on. But here, what we're reading today, there really is no debate. The woman had committed adultery. She'd been caught. And now the people condemning her wanted to enact the justice of putting her to death. Then, to try and trap Jesus with a question, he answers the question and actually flips it back on them. Now, I'm not saying that Jesus was okay with her sin, okay? I'm saying that the lack of, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not saying that the lack of condemnation is the act of condoning the sin, not at all. But what we see here is Jesus, he's saying, listen, if you're without sin, okay, awesome, go ahead and judge. But if you're with sin, be careful not to condemn others. See, Jesus, she forgives this woman, and he sets her free from her guilt and shame. Then she's given clear instruction and then sent on her way. It's a remarkable act of grace on display here. Jesus is full of wisdom. He's full of grace, mercy, and compassion. Jesus could not have been clearer here. Adultery is sin, yet there is no condemnation under Christ, none at all. Because because of Jesus, we have forgiveness of sin, no matter how far we've fallen. Now, listen, it's not an excuse to continue to sin. Like I said, Jesus gave her very clear instruction to sin no more. We all have to leave our life of sin for a life of grace and love. But if we stumble, if we fall, he'll be quick to forgive and liberate us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Samson was a judge of Israel for 20 years, and the nation was in an almost constant state of chaos. God used Samson powerfully when he was anointed, but man, when he wasn't, he stuffed up big time. He he ended up sleeping with a prostitute. He fell into deception. And eventually, as the, uh, as he continued to choose sin, the Bible says that God left him. Now, I want to make this clear. This is in reference to the spirit of God leaving him, the removal of his seal and anointing of Samson's life. God was physically still there. We know this because God says in scripture that he's never going to leave us or forsake us, but he will remove the anointing from us if we choose to live in a life of continual disobedient sin No matter who we are. This is the same truth for us today We don't need long hair for the anointing to flow. That's that's not what we need We need obedience and surrender and when we live life like this we find access to the anointing And the empowerment for every christian See samson put himself in a position where he could consistently be tempted with sin Delilah was no good she was never good for him. But he chose He chose to put himself uh, in that place uh, of temptation and of sin over the calling that God had given him. Listen, listen, they might be beautiful. They might be the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. And they might be amazingly smelling wise. They might smell great is how I should have said that. Their face might be the most Photoshop f- perfection you've ever seen in your life. But if they don't honor the Lord and they do not push you further into the calling God has for you, then they're bad news for you. And eventually, a sexual fall will happen. While it's not the case 100% of times, the probability is high. Married people out there, your Delilah is the man or woman other than your wife. Be careful, be on guard. Don't fall into their lap. That one should be obvious. Don't fall into their lap. Their assignment, whether they know it or not, is to take you out. At the end of Samson's life, we see the redemptive power of God. He uses Samson one more time. And he ends up taking out more enemies in that moment than he did his entire life. How powerful is the redemptive power of God? I love it. If you're an older person listening to this, or you're a young person who will one day be old, so what I'm saying is to everybody listening to this devotional today, remember this, God is never done with you. Verse of the day, verse of the day today, Judges says this, says this in Judges, it says, then she called, the Philistines are upon you. That sounds a little bit more like what she would have said. Seriously, Samson, got a word for you, bro. She said this to you about five times now. When are you going to wake up? Come on, man. See, this is what we do. We find ourselves in a repetitive cycle. We need to check ourselves. We need to wake up, man. We need to stop doing the same thing over again and expecting different results. If she's if she's asking you for the power, for your superpowers where the anointing comes from, and then the Philistines are turning up on the front door after you've said what it is, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Here's the thing, Samson was isolated. He wasn't around his friends. He didn't have people calling him out. He was isolated, him and Delilah alone, on her lap. Bad times happen. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Wake up and stop repetitive sin. That is it for the Daily Brew, How Japan Can. Mm -hmm. I just genuinely didn't expect it to taste so good. It is so, so good. I highly recommend that can of coffee. I know I've said it a thousand times. That is it though for today. Day 133 done and dusted. Another set of seven. Congratulations. You're making great progress through the Bible. Make sure you are reading these scriptures as well. Get into the Word of God. Let it saturate your soul. Let yourself get soaked in the living water of Christ as you spend time in the presence of God, reading the Bible and in prayer. Put some worship music on. Have a good time. Go for a walk. Listen to the audio Bible. Do whatever you need to do. Get the scriptures into you. It's going to bless you big time. Thank you so much for joining me no matter where you are around the world on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and on YouTube, any of our other platforms. Thank you so much for joining me today. I deeply, deeply appreciate it. Hey, tomorrow, start of Tea Week. Annalise is going to be back for another seven days. You're going to love that. She has been preparing for the last couple of days getting ready for well it's been a while now she's been preparing for I, I don't keep tabs on her but i know she's getting ready she's excited to be back with you so join us back here tomorrow for another seven days of the daily brew i'll see you in seven days i'm going to keep on reading the bible i'm going to follow along while she does it but i'm just not going to drink any of the tea because i think tea is disgusting and on that bombshell of positivity and (laughs) utmost optimism if it's the start of your day have a great rest of your day unless it's sleep time good night sleep tight and we'll see you back here tomorrow for the daily brew with Annalise Slade the best looking tea drinker in the face of the earth